1: On the other side, Keith McPherson on the fan, checking in from the Carton and Roberts studio on this now Wednesday morning, November 23rd. Going to wish myself a happy anniversary, man. Uh, this time last year was my first show. I was super nervous. Didn't know what to say, what to do. I had a bunch of notes. I remember the big thing that I walked into that night. Well pause the big conversation item the biggest thing uh that i had to talk about that night was jason garrett being fired and the uh, new york football giants moving forward with joe judge and a terrible season and fast forward to this year my last show before i go into this holiday break is on the one year anniversary of my first show where i didn't know a lot like i learned a, a ton in here just about hosting I mean, I did not even know how to like work the buttons in here and the phones. And uh, I mean, I, I feel like you know I've come a long way, but I'm grateful. I'm reflecting a lot. I was reflecting a lot this whole week, uh, this whole month, man. I mean, it, it's crazy to be on the radio in New York. It's crazy to be a part of WFAN. I think I told you guys I literally had a keychain, and I still have the same keychain on my keys from when I met Mark Malusis and uh, I wasn't a diehard fan guy. I wasn't listening to the fan all day, every day. I was grinding. I was working. I was trying to make it out here in New York, but I'd always had that WFAN logo with me and had always listened to WFAN when I could. When I went through my, you know, 700 Lyft Uber rides, uh, I definitely had WFAN on a lot, and I went to school for radio. Just didn't really ever think I'd get the chance or the shot to be on WFAN, and Shout out to Spike and WFM for taking a chance on me. And shout out to you for listening, uh, you know, calling the show, supporting. Even if you're not the biggest Keith McPherson fan, even if you're not into my style or what I bring to the radio, but you you gave me some time, you gave me a chance. Maybe I grew on you. I appreciate that because uh, it's super scary coming in without any radio experience. It's super scary coming in as a young black guy. It's super scary coming in as anyone in New York City coming on WFAN. You you know, you're, you're in a studio by yourself with a producer behind the glass and you don't know who you're reaching. You don't know who is listening. And, uh, man, you just hope to show up and keep showing up, right? You, you show up every day with topics and thoughts and you research and you watch games and you write notes and you come in uh, hoping to put on a good show and that's... What I hope that I did for this first year, it has been a blast. My pleasure more than yours, and uh, that's all I'll say in regards to my first year on the fan. Uh, Here's to many more, and uh, I'm exclusively a fan guy. I was thinking that today. I was like, you know, I think the rest of our hosts all have experience elsewhere or doing something else or, you know, TV somewhere else or radio station somewhere else and i don't have any radio experience anywhere else so my my one year radio experience is exclusively on wfan and i'm a fan guy so uh thank you to the listeners of wfan for you know accepting me bringing me in uh getting you know used to how i approach radio not trying to be anyone else not trying to sound like anyone else not trying to do a show like anyone else past present just trying to be myself and uh let's continue that With KM to 2 a.m., we've got two hours to continue talking about the sports here in New York. I think we've done enough on Zach Wilson and the Jets. (laughs) I think it's funny how uh, Ricky called from Boston, Massachusetts and uh, put Tom Brady out there as the next quarterback of the Jets. No way in hell would they bring in a 46-year-old Tom Brady next year. He's cooked. He's done. Uh, I thought it was funny. Ricky said he, you know, he's going to be single or be a playboy in New York. Stop it. That's an old man, bro. That's a 46-year-old man. He needs to go home and hang out with his kids. I would say hang out with his wife, but he doesn't have to do that anymore, his ex-wife. Hang out with your kids. Get out of the locker room. Get off the field. Go be a dad. <laughs> There's definitely some younger guys they can figure out to play quarterback here. Now, shifting from all the conversation around The Jets, we still can take the calls on Zach Wilson. I just feel like everybody in the world piled on Zach Wilson. and Okay, we know the kid doesn't have it, but what's next? What's next is to see if he has it for a quarter, a half this Sunday against the Bears. And if he doesn't have it, I say they go to Mike White. I don't think Joe Flacco will be able to handle the rush, evade the rush, survive. I think Mike White is at least younger. I don't know if he's necessarily fleet of foot, but... I think he'll be able to escape a little bit, and that's where the Jets go. Unless they, like I said earlier, joking. Unless they want to go get Drew Brees to unretire, Tony Romo. Now I think it's too many years for Romo. Colin Kaepernick, no way. Cam Newton, no. Unless they want to bring somebody out of retirement, they got to work with what they got. And maybe they go wildcat a little bit. Elijah Moore says he's down. He posted the picture of himself throwing the football. Maybe they go wildcat a little bit. Change some of those snaps. It just can't be Zach Wilson airmailing the ball, or almost throwing interceptions, or actually throwing interceptions, or throwing the ball into the ground, uh, looking like he's scared of the rush. Like they got to, they got to figure out how to get some competent quarterback play and some better offensive line play uh, with this defense that they have. That is one of the best defenses in the NFL, and with the Giants, obviously Daniel Jones is coming off of his worst game of the year. I think you understand why that happened, though. They ran into a team that is hot right now. That's the third win in a row for the Detroit Lions, a team that preaches grit and toughness. And they came into the Meadowlands, and they looked pretty tough. And they were able to stop the number one threat that the Giants have, really the only offensive threat that they have, the only talent that they have on offense, the only weapon that they really have. Saquon Barkley so everybody knows you got to gear up to stop Saquon and then it's on Daniel Jones shoulders and Daniel Jones did have more passing yards but with that comes more attempts and a couple interceptions some tough interceptions that end up leading to points and momentum swings and it's not enough you know so what do you expect going into Thursday it's Thanksgiving it's a holiday Jerry Jones and the Cowboys do this every year and many years they end up in these games where they don't cover. They're favored. They don't cover. They actually get smacked. But I don't think that's going to be the case this year. I don't think the Giants have it. They don't have the talent. They don't have the depth. They're without starters on defense. Like, you're missing your starting corner, your best corner, and your best safety. Um it's just at that point of the season now where you didn't have a talented roster, you didn't have a deep roster. Adversity hits, injuries hit. I I just think now both the Jets and the Giants are going to be reeling a little bit. Their schedules get tough. It's late in the year. They got to kind of dig deep. You know, you can surprise some people in the beginning of the year. They're not surprising anyone now. There's plenty of film. There's plenty of conversations about both teams. And I don't think the Giants have a chance in Jerry World Thursday. I said earlier that in the last game, right? If you look at the Dallas Cowboys, their last two games, they should have beat the Packers probably 28-14, 28-21. They end up losing that game, being up two scores. And I think it was a reality check for Dak Prescott. It was a reality check for that offense and that defense. They got ran on, and I think the Cowboys are frauds as far as, like, I don't expect them to win anything this year. They got a good defense, yeah. You know, they're they're now scoring, like, 30-plus points per game with Dak being back. But I think if they get into a real competition with a real head coach and a real team in the playoffs, you know, whether it be the 49ers or the Eagles or the Seahawks or whoever, I think they'll get knocked off. I don't expect them to lose coming up against the Giants. They got guys rested, right? They got guys off their feet, uh, just absolutely running away with that game. Against the Vikings, Ezekiel Elliott came back. They don't really need him because Tony Pollard has finally like burst on the scene. Really, all it took was them giving him the touches he deserved. I've been calling for that for a couple of years now, and the Cowboys are out here thirsty. They're campaigning. They're campaigning for OBJ so openly. Like I, I think it's going to set them up for failure. Talk about like frauds and and you know them failing. The Cowboys, from Dak Prescott to Ezekiel Elliott to C.D. Lamb to Michael Gallup to Micah Parsons, uh, their whole team has publicly reached out on Twitter or Instagram to try and get Odell Beckham Jr. to sign with the Cowboys. And now the Cowboys' official Twitter put out a tweet. So they're super thirsty and desperate for Odell Beckham Jr. to join the team. Of course, you lose Amari Cooper because you didn't want to pay him. Couldn't really pay him because you're paying Zeke and Dak a ton, so you let him walk. And you think C.D. Lamb is ready to be a number one? He has flashes at times where he looks like a beast, but he's still becoming. Michael Gallup's coming off an ACL injury; he hasn't really returned to form. You're running Noah Brown out there. Odell Beckham Jr. can slot in and be your third receiver or one of the three receivers, and depending on the play call, whatever we you know we got to see what Odell has, but. uh this is the Odell Beckham Jr. Bowl, right? He came out and said they went crazy today. He said that on Sunday talking about the Cowboys. Yeah, if you're thinking about a team to join, and you're Odell Beckham Jr., looks like the Cowboys have a better chance at making a run through the playoffs or just getting in the playoffs. They're not going to make a run. Getting in the playoffs and contending in a wide-open NFC, more so than the Giants, who have a first-year head coach, uh, a quarterback that we don't know, if, you know what his status is going to be, Uh, now they're breaking down, now they're losing guys, their team has injuries, and they're not looking so strong. Maybe Odell Beckham Jr. does not want to join that this year. I kind of get the idea that he wants to join a team and have an impact like he had with the Rams last year, where it's like, he goes to this team, he's getting the ball, he's scoring touchdowns, they go all the way to the Super Bowl, he scores a touchdown in the Super Bowl, uh, then you know has a non-contact injury. I, I wonder if he's thinking about the turf, in Jerry World, I know they're going to change the turf, but we saw him come out and put some hard eyes on the you know Jets and Giants, MetLife, changing their turf. You know, he was on that turf in the Super Bowl, non-contact injury, ends up uh, tearing his ACL. I don't know. Odell Beckham Jr. Bowl coming up. Cowboys, Giants, in Jerry World, Thanksgiving. Cowboys are heavily favored, and I think that makes sense. I think they're going to be rested. I think that they're just talent raw like if you look at the talent on the Cowboys roster versus the Giants roster it's nowhere close and i think the giants are just coming back down to earth a little bit so giants fans call me up 877-337-6666 let's go back to the phones tina in the bronx on the fan yes
2: yeah.
1: hey tina how are you key <laughs>
2: Happy anniversary, my friend. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Congratulations on the success. I wish you all the best. You are a breath of fresh air. And I've been listening to you for a long time because you've been there. I know I don't call all the time. The Yankees just put me in the, you know, where. <laughs>
1: yeah, I know about uh, it. No, but it's good to hear your voice. No,
2: Brady. It's no good Brady. to
1: hear your voice. It's good to hear your voice. I <laughs> know, hey, Brady, you're calling about that, that Jets call? <laughs>
2: I just waited. 30 minutes to tell you that, Boston, stay there, okay? We don't want you. Right, of course. I can't. Of course. I love your Jerry world. That is pretty funny. Jerry How world. are you, my friend?
1: The house that Jerry built. I'm great. I, I just feel blessed. I'm thankful to uh, put in a year. There were some folks that said I wouldn't last a month. I made it a year, and uh appreciate the support. You know, you, the bleacher creatures, I would say. We love you. You know yeah, that. You're the first people bleacher. that were pumping me up. I had my audition in August last year. And I, I really didn't know what was going to come from it. A lot of people were auditioning, and I mean, I thought I might be like a weekend guy or an, an alternate, and I remember, you know, coming to the bodega and linking with the bleacher creatures, and they're like, you're next up, bro, you got it. And I'm like, nah, that's not mm-hmm. how this works. They're like, nah, they're going to hire you, they're going to hire you, you're the man, bro, you sounded great. And I was like, nah, that's not how it goes. But, you know, the creatures uh, were were with me, you know, years before this, and then through this whole year, so... Uh, I'm glad to be an extension of us on WFAN, and I appreciate you. You okay. know
2: that. That's what I said to him when he took the call. I'm like, he's one of us. I just want to... I I don't want to be too sad to talk about my poor Jets, but, you know, I mean, I just wanted to wish you the best, and please, if you, if somehow you can make it to the Christmas party, you've got an invitation, right?
1: December 9th, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I'm planning on it. it. It's like... Oh great! Oh great! And you can, if you want to bring your your lovely wife, you can. You know,
1: I will if she's or, down. She just she just does not want to get on the train or ride an hour to the Bronx.
2: <laughs> I I do not blame her, but she's you know more than more than would be nice. Yeah, to it's meet a her. different Maybe vibe. We'll meet it's her a different one day, vibe. You know.
1: I know. She's been there. She's been, she's been in the bleachers. She's been in the bodega. But as we've gotten older, she's just grown out of it, and I haven't grown out of it yet. So
2: You see, I haven't been there for, for this, this year.
1: Well, yeah. You didn't miss anything. They got swept in the ALCS.
2: <laughs> oh, I, you know what? I didn't even watch one game. I don't even know what happened because that's the only way I can live.
1: Yeah, you got to protect your own peace, your I'm own sanity. Kidding,
2: man. <laughs> I, 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 If I would have seen any of those games, I would have – when more insane than I already am, I'm, like, insane already. So, you know, like, I can't. <laughs> yeah, no, I, gotta, I had to, like, be incognito for, like, a month, for real.
1: Got to protect it your own me. peace. The Yankees can, can literally drive us all nuts watching what they do, and then when they come out and act like it's all good, makes you want to yeah, yeah. pull your hair out.
2: Yeah, Keith, not that I have you on the phone. Let me ask your opinion on this. I, I'm I'm giving you mine, and then I'm asking what you think. I think with the Yankees, as long as I've been watching them, I mean, this is going to be my. It would have been my 47th season if we didn't miss 20. we 46th season that I've been going to Yankee Stadium. I think this is all mental when it comes to the the cheaters. Yeah. And that's what I call them. I'm not even going to say yeah, chance, it's like in the whole organization's, organizations head. It's
1: whatever. like, oh, we we could have got back to a World Series in 2017, but they cheated, and I, it's like that. You got to get over it. They just won another it's one. is it
2: it mental or is it just
1: me i don't know everything is mental i definitely think that there's some thought to that right like the astros stealing a world series in 2017 where the yankees felt like they rightfully were gonna win it and uh, win the al and get back to it then they've been a nemesis every year since this year the yankees get off to a hot start people are comparing them to 98 and there's this matchup against The Astros in the Bronx, where the Mm -hmm. Astros no-hit the Yankees, and they, you know, in Houston, the Yankees didn't win a single game, so they just showed dominance over the Yankees the whole season, and then you get into the ALCS against them, and it's the third time uh, since, you know, 2017, 2019, 2022, and they get Mm -hmm. swept. They don't even get a game. So, yeah, there's definitely something to be said about the, the Astros being in their heads, the players, the organization, and the fans, all of us.
2: Uh, now that we talk about him, one more thing. Uh, uh, what about Hicks? They, I heard the hot stove. They're talking about maybe keeping him as uh, in on the bench and bringing him out, like uh, you know. Well, I don't. Yeah, because nobody why. wants him.
1: Nobody wants him, and they you won't cut bait, bait with him. But that? Ugh, I, there's no uh, yeah. need for him. Like they, they, nobody wants him, so they're not going to be able to trade him. And they're not gonna yeah. just cut him and pay him. So they're like, hey, if we gotta keep him, we gotta pay him. We'll keep him around as a fourth outfielder. Maybe we can fix him. Maybe this offseason we can get something out of him. I think the Yankees Maybe. think like that, right? They probably think like, Oh, we can get something out of Josh Donaldson if we have a full off season with him. He came in late. I'm not gonna accept oh, that though. And I don't think any Yankees fan should accept that. I, I,
2: no, no, I'm not either. I just I just think uh Oh man. What about Benintendi? What do you think? You give him a chance? I just think because he doesn't talking about I, him or the guy from the Mets. What's this guy's name? Though? Nimmo? Nimble, I, I don't yeah. think
1: Nimmo comes over here. I think Nimmo goes out west, or he stays with the Mets. I think he wants to be a Met. They're they're a good team, and he's a spark plug for yeah, that team. Yeah. He's like one of the faces of that team, in my opinion. Ben Intendi, I just look at him as a Boston Red Sox player. I know it's been some years, but I just look at it like the Yankees and the Red Sox are like trying to mix like water and, and oil. It's just like or yeah, milk and make... oil. Like it doesn't go together. Like it, mm-hmm. it's, like I I know he played for a month here. And he got a taste of it, but I don't think he wants to really be here long term. I think he'd rather sign elsewhere. And uh
2: well, it? We'll, yeah, know? we'll
1: see what ha- we'll see what happens though. Money talks, right? He's going to sign the biggest deal if the Yankees have the biggest deal. He's going to stay right here.
2: Yeah, but if you don't want to be here, so what's the point of signing? That's what I, don't I mean. Like. I don't, don't know talking.
1: that. I don't know that. I just feel like, I've, like I said, he's a Red Sox guy. He's a Boston mm-hmm. guy. He's got that in his blood. That's you know where he won his championship. We didn't see anything from him. I know he broke his handmate no. bone. He didn't come yeah. back, but it's like, we didn't even hear from him, right? Like, he kind of just ghosted. I would like to hear from the guy, like, you know, I'm trying to get back, but I can't get back. I, I wish I could be a part of it. He's the type of guy, look at him, like, oh, I got traded here. And, and yeah. the way he got traded here – he flew here with the Royals as the Royals were about to face oh, the Yankees. Like It's them, so yeah. awkward for that guy. He's a former Red Sox player. He comes here on a flight and learns that night, hey, you're on the Yankees now. Oh, I got to switch clubhouses. He's wow. hurt after a month. I think he wants to leave. But if if the Yankees pay him, he'll want to stay. Wow.
2: I, I, what about the, our center fielder? What do you think of this kid? The, the one that we Harrison created, Bader, um,
1: he's good yeah. and they will have to pay him after next year. But I mean, I hope that outfield is is Judge and Bader for the next few years, right field, center field. I don't field. think
2: Judge is going anywhere
1: anyway. Me either. I'm not I'm nothing no. I haven't seen anything yet to make me think, "Oh, this isn't good for the Yankees." Like they're, the, they're... No. I
2: I think he gave us a message when he got when he hit that home run, the only good game they had, uh, I think, against Cleveland, is it? I don't know. Yeah,
3: when he kissed when, that yeah. NY so logo. Them, like, what was that? That's
2: right. Why, that's right. He, he kissed the logo. Yeah. So that to- tells me that, you know.
1: He wants to be here, but he's a free agent. So he's supposed to go and see and take his visits and be wind and, and I hope he has a great time. I hope they spend a lot of money on him. But ultimately, yeah, the best thing for him... For his brand, for his business, and for the Yankees, and for their brand and their business, is for Aaron Judge to sign with the Yankees and finish his career here. I think they both know that, but they got to go through I'm the process.
2: Say, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna copy somebody. I don't know who it was on Facebook, but one of my, I, probably one of the creatures. I don't know, but this guy said they were talking about him going to San Francisco. They're whining and dining, just like you said. And one guy said, "Yeah, he can win anywhere." He can be a good, no, he said he can be a good player, a great player anywhere, but with the Yankees, he can be a legend. I thought that was a great That's quote. Facts. I mean, That's
1: it, facts. He, I, he already is a Yankee legend with what he did this year. Imagine he gets the captaincy and then wins a World Series. Then there's there's, there's it's priceless. So end, yes. endless amount of opportunities you do that here.
2: It would hurt me, and I don't know if I would go back if he don't come back. Because, I mean, look. (laughs) You won't be alone. You won't be alone. There will be a lot of people. Yeah, Gardner was a great left fielder. Okay, so maybe he didn't hit well in the end, but he was good in the clubhouse. I just thought they did him wrong, and I just, I don't know. I felt that
1: way, too, but... but in hindsight, looking at the Don't season, I'm
2: not comparing the two. I'm, oh Imagine
1: God, if Brett no Gardner way. was in that lineup striking out at the end; people would be losing their minds. Like looking at the season, there was no room for Brett Gardner. Uh, even though we struggled with finding a guy for left field, Gardy wasn't the answer. He was done, and they no, had to move I
2: know. On. But I mean, you know, it hurt me because I mean, he he can't deny that he was not a great. Left fielder. I was not afraid when the ball went to left when he was there. I'm a guardy guy
3: and
1: center. Uh,
2: me too. He always oh,
1: respected the bleacher creatures and roll call. Uh, I have a number 11 guardy jersey. I guess you could say it's a knoblock. I guess you could say it's I Gary like Sheffield. M- it's, it's, it's it's guardy when <laughs> I got was it. was
2: my favorite player <laughs> <laughs> when he was a Yankee. One day, when they come to the Christmas party, I'm going to tell you a story. It's not about the fan. Other people got to talk. I'm going to tell you a story of what happened about the 1998 World Series jacket, and it includes non-block. It's the coolest story ever, but I'll tell you when I see you.
1: Yeah, December 9th. I got to take off and uh, make sure I can come to the uh, Christmas party, December 9th. I got it in my my calendar. Come
2: on, come have fun. Congratulations. I'm very happy for you. Millie loves you. We all love you. And we wish you the best. And one year, and you know what? You're a breath of fresh air in that station. Un- and I love you, and I'll talk to you later.
1: Thank you so much, Tina. Tina, leader of the Bleacher Creatures. If you don't know, now you know. Keith McPherson on the fan. Let's see here. Do I have to break this down yet? We're getting close to the half-hour mark. I got to break it down, but now it's wide open. Jets, Giants, and we have dipped our foot into this New York Yankees conversation. Brian is behind the glass. <laughs> Brian in my headphones goes, "Gardy would have batted 140 this year." I'm like, "Where Yo. does the
4: love come from?" For like, I there get are, it.
1: There are Yankees fans that will love Brett Gardner and have this image of him in their mind as a better player than then he, he actually, actually
4: was. It's it's insane. I mean, do it every year with Brett Gardner. He, he slid f- head first into first base, but he hit 190 in his year before. <laughs> like, what is, in this lineup? What was he gonna do this year? No, no. Now he, that the season o- is done, over under, was he gonna hit 150?
1: No, he, he I mean, was that, I, He was done. He was done last year. They made the right call. Like, and the only reason I even thought about Guardy was because I knew two things. I knew he was good at fielding, right? I knew his defense in the outfield would have been there. And then the conversation, which really doesn't even matter, around World Series rings. He's the he was the last Yankee with the you know 2009 World Series ring in the clubhouse. That doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter.
4: I mean, enough's enough with the garden. Like, because you're going to hear it too. I was actually convinced they were going to bring him back too. I was convinced at some point in the season they were going to give him a call and he'd be coming in. Keith, it, it was it was time. Yeah, it was, he. It was. was you tough. can't bring a guy back and pay him and have him on your roster and holding up a roster spot because he's a good dude.
1: He's like, thirty nine years old. Enough. It's over. Like enough. <laughs> it's over. It's over. Love you, Guardy. Uh, but but that's it. And. uh you know, if he would have came back this year, would he have gotten a World Series ring for coming back this year? No. He was cooked. The team was cooked. And it's funny. I had in my notes, I thought about it with Maren Gonzalez because everyone's saying, bring Verlander, bring Verlander. And I'm like, nah. I, you know, they do all that conversation around World Series rings. Rizzo has a World Series ring. And, and you know, keeping those ki- kind of guys in the clubhouse, you bring in a Verlander, he's 40, he's going to cost 40, and you don't want his dirty Astros World Series rings. The Yankees were not going to win this year because they had Marwin Gonzalez and his dirty ring in the clubhouse. But nobody ever mentioned him as one of those World Series ring having leaders or veterans. Also, Justin Verlander historically hates the Yankees. Like he hates the organization. I thought we
4: all knew this. And and I every single time he becomes a free agent, we always see the rumors out that that Verlander. is like the fourth time. You know what it is? It's because they want to have him drive the. They want to have the Yankees in the conversation to drive the price up for oh, him. That's the right, only thing of the Verlander's
1: about. Yeah, we got to make it seem like the Yankees are in on You're lying here.
4: Unless the Yankees blew him out of the water, and I'm talking like paid him like $50 million a year, which would be idiotic, or how he's asking for a three-year deal, which uh, if he can get it, God bless him. I don't, years, I don't know who's
1: getting $40 million plus a year? If, unless the Yankees gave <laughs> the him Astros that. aren't doing that. He ain't coming close
4: to the Bronx. And good, I don't need him. Right, cause,
1: I don't need him we, either. If
4: the Yankees' goals and aspirations are a World Series, have anyone checked out recently how Justin Verlander pitches in big games? Yeah, no. How he pitches in World Series games? He he's beating himself, but
1: you want historically give... he's bad in the World and Series. And you
4: want and everyone wants to give Garrett Cole crap for pitching bad in the playoffs. Go take a look at Justin Verlander's playoff numbers.
1: Yeah, no, nah, we don't want the two of them together. There are other options. Carlos Rodon, maybe Verlander. No, I'm good on that. Keith McPherson on the fan, call me up. We can talk Jets Giants. Yankees a little bit. Let's do that right after this break. And if you don't know, now you know. One, two, three, four. Keith McPherson on the fan. Checking back in. This song right here is the uh, New York Football Giants anthem. This was the song that Brian Dable said to play after they got their first win in Tennessee. He looked at somebody said, hey, play Juicy. So it was all a dream. And uh, <laughs> it's funny that the song says it was all a dream because now the Giants dream of winning the division or getting into the playoffs or doing more in year 1 of Brian Dable and Joe Shane and overcoming the odds of not having the most talent not having a deep wide receiver core or you know the best quarterback in the league and a defense with question marks it was all a dream and they got out to a great start but now it's going to get a little rough and they face the hated Dallas Cowboys a rivalry and, you know, it used to be that the Cowboys would host the Giants in Jerry World week one every year, it seemed, for like a 10 year run. And now they're hosting them on Thanksgiving. I know I was excited when I saw the Cowboys were coming to MetLife Stadium in September, I think it was. I was like, wow, that never happens. And I've been to a few of those Giants Cowboys matchups. They're usually in November, December when it's cold. So I was pumped to get to go see that Monday night football game at MetLife. September twenty-six. the Dallas Cowboys beat the Giants at home then 23-16 to 16, and actually handed them their first loss. Cooper Rush was the quarterback that night. And Cooper Rush got hot for a little bit, but I think the whole world knows that Dak Prescott is a better quarterback than Cooper Rush. So now the Giants will actually have to face Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys. And that Dallas Cowboys defense, they lost to him at home 23-16. I think it's going to be a lot worse this time around. I can't put a finger on it. I can't tell you a number, give you a prediction. But when that spread comes out and it's minus nine and a half, They're expecting the Cowboys to roll the Giants. The over-under is 45. I don't know exactly what they're thinking there, but they might be expecting that game to be like a, you know, Giants score 10, Cowboys score 35. (laughs) Giants fans, call me up. Tell me how you're feeling. I think there are some Giants fans that are probably still believing, and you should, right? Any given Sunday, and, uh, you know, even if you get rolled by, The Cowboys on Thanksgiving, I already told you, don't worry about it. Don't get too hyped up for it. Don't get too excited for a Thanksgiving football game to be disappointed. I've done it for years with the Cowboys. Don't wear your Giants jersey on Thursday because you're just going to get upset. You're going to get mad, and then you know your family's going to say, hey, don't worry about football. You don't play for the Giants. Who cares? (laughs) And that's just going to make you even more mad. This is a game. It's a Thursday. Don't even sweat it. Don't even sweat it. The Cowboys are going to win this game. The Cowboys had their embarrassing moment getting beat in uh, Lambeau by the Packers, and then they come out, and then they beat the fraud Vikings easily. They're able to get off their feet and get out of that game in the fourth quarter, get their starters out, so those guys will be well-rested, and the Giants are banged up. The Giants are banged up. Wondell Robinson goes down. Adoree Jackson goes down. You're already without Xavier McKinney. Evan Neal, Daniel Bellinger, uh, there's a a, a few other guys. There's a few other guys. Sterling Shepard, I know it's been a few weeks, but on paper and in real life, the Dallas Cowboys are not supposed to lose this game at home on Thanksgiving in front of the whole world to the Giants, and I don't think the Giants have a chance. And I'm not saying that as a Cowboys fan gloating. I'm saying that as a host. I'm saying that as an NFL fan and being realistic, like, this one might get ugly. But then you have the rest of the season ahead of you, and the Giants will go on to face the Commanders, the Eagles, the Commanders again, the Vikings, the Colts, and the Eagles. So they've got five division games coming up in these next seven, and that's going to be their fate. That's going to be the deciding factors, right? The Cowboys and Eagles are going to be in the playoffs. The Giants are going to be right there on the cusp. And it could be a team in the Lions that they lost to that takes that spot. Or even the Commanders. The Commanders have been playing pretty decent with Taylor Heineke. So, Giants fans, call me up with your outlook on the rest of the season. Are you content with the great start? Are you content with Brian Dable making something out of nothing? And at least getting you to this point where you're in the hunt and you might miss it by a game or you might make it by a game, who knows? But it's it's just tough when you don't have the soldiers. It's just tough when you don't have the bodies, right, let alone the talent, you also don't have the bodies. Bodies are dropping, guys are hurt, and you're depending on uh, some no-name guys, some unproven guys to go match up against some of the top guys in the NFL. You can't even assume that they're going to beat the Colts, right? The Colts are a little bit better now, <laughs> surprisingly, under Jeff Saturday, who never coached before. You know, they went toe-to-toe with the Eagles. Had them beat, lost the Eagles by one point. The Eagles and the Commanders could both beat the Giants. Just looking at them recently, they could, they could lose both of those games. The Giants, could, the Giants could go on a little bit of a losing streak here, and that would be tough, especially because they started off so well, overachieving, playing over their heads, winning games, stealing games, going undefeated against the AFC, going to London and beating the Packers. A great year, one, For Brian Dable, a great year for Giants fans that were almost stuck with Joe Judge. But just don't think you're going to beat those Cowboys. I was at Monday Night Football. I saw the Cowboys beat the Giants once, and tomorrow, since it's Wednesday, Thanksgiving Eve, tomorrow the Cowboys are going to beat them again. That Monday Night Football game I was at, Joe was also at that game. Joe is in East Rutherford on the fan. What's
3: up, Joe Schmeezy? Yeah. Listen, man, with, with the red and black lumberjack, with the hats and match you know what <laughs>
1: I mean? It was all a
3: dream. Still dreaming.
1: Still living the dream.
3: I, I was hoping you were going to reference that tailgate, you know what I mean? Like, you know, I, I was putting off of the city. You were know you chefing to... right behind the
1: steps. They didn't even know you were over to... there. Had had the full grill set up. Everything. Whatever y'all want. Cheese. Sandwiches.
3: I... Yeah. Pizzas. <laughs> Wings. Everything. I was I <laughs> At the same time, I was like at the same damn time I had the the, the steaks and the pizzas going.
1: Yeah, and I see your dad's frying up the turkeys. I'm like, man, these guys got all the food connects super chefs.
3: <laughs> Listen, I I, I I I would I would be remiss not to tip my cap to Tina, you know, I mean, before the break. I mean
1: Yes sir. Tina's a god. Two oh three showing love. I appreciate it, obviously. Uh Wasn't expecting Tina to call. Wasn't expecting you to call. But the creatures got me. I know that.
3: And listen, like, in in all seriousness, amazing job, man. A, A year at the fan, like. You know, I, I'll be honest. Like I, I didn't, I didn't know. I mean, you, you talked about Jeff Saturday. You were kind of the Jeff Saturday of uh, WFAN Radio. No, <laughs> no,
1: nah, I wasn't as highly regarded as him. I came out of absolutely nowhere. Kind of made sense nah, to go to no. Jeff Saturday when they put me on. They're nah, like, "Who?" I,
3: I hear you know. Listen, man, you you stayed true to yourself. You tried to be nobody else. You know what I mean? The hate, the haters are waking up at three a.m. and driving on the lie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Listen, listen. I, I will. I will say this. And you know, I, I know you mentioned before. You know, being African American, the one thing that like we're not talking about is how white people we don't wash our meat. You know, what I mean that's like a real serious thing. <laughs> you're like, bugging out. <laughs> from a cultural standpoint, no. I'm, ser- I'm serious.
2: It's
1: like you don't you don't wash the chicken but, before you before you season it up. No, no, we do
3: we do not. White no, people no do rinse? not wash the meat, but we do not wash the meat. But listen, there's a
1: little Nyquil the in Giants, there, and we're good to go. <laughs> the the Gi-
3: the Giants, like yes, it's been a a surprise season, but like you you kind of just like dismissing us. Like I, I will say this. I, I, I let me digress. Having your number one cornerback return kicks. A return punt, That come yeah, on, man. seems like, like a that, mistake that
1: now. Hurt. Seems like a mistake now. It is just football, but it's like, man, that's risky business. Uh, and and look, the risk hit. Um, and the Jason Seahorn comparisons, and uh, I, I hate that it happened that way. But it happened because Richie James was fumbling yeah. punts. And you had to look for other options on the team. And Dory Jackson coming out of USC, he was electric. So he was trying to rekindle some of that.
3: And... It's kind of like in uh, in baseball, you know, like when a uh, uh, you know when a uh, relief pitcher, you know what I mean, kind of yeah, like Mariano Rivera
1: shagging fly balls out there. It's like you can't have Mariano Mariano Rivera shagging fly balls. You need him.
3: (laughs) No, but listen, I I think the Giants. uh, If we can run the football, okay,
2: if if
3: if if we can, you know, complete the. The easy passes, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I don't see why there, there's not a reason why we can't be in the football game.
1: Believe, believe, believe. The Giants made you believe, right? Because you, you had multiple Sundays this this year where you might not have believed, and you came out a winner. So you got to keep believing the rest of the way. It's just not and, looking and I great. Will,
3: I will say this, Keith. Dexter Lawrence is a game disruptor. I mean, the guy is yeah. evolving into someone you can't keep your eyes off of.
1: Pro Bowler. I think he's a Pro Bowler. Pro Bowl voting opened up last week, and I had mentioned the Giants are going to have some guys. Lawrence, Thomas, Saquon, Julian Love maybe will be in that discussion. Uh, they're they're going to have some Pro Bowlers this year. I, I know people don't care about the Pro Bowl, and now it's the new Pro Bowl games, but it's something. It's some kind of accolade, some kind of hardware for the hard work, and... Uh, you know, the, the wins and the success that the Giants had. I just, I'm looking at this schedule, bro. It, it might be a gauntlet the rest of the way.
3: I mean, th- there's no doubt, you know what I mean, that um, if we win three of the next, you know what I mean, seven games, I think that'll be a blessing. But as far as the game on Thursday goes, I, I think the Giants will do as well as Darius uh, Slayton plays. I, I think... If we limit our drop passes, you know, I I think we can hold you guys in check and, you know, hope when the fourth quarter comes around, you know, our big dogs are eating, you know what I mean? And, and I'm telling you, you that D-line
1: is hell, though. The Marcus Lawrence, um, Neville Gallimore, Armstrong, and then, of course, Micah Parsons. Like, there's not many offensive lines that can stop those guys. And right now, they're talking about moving Nick Gates to center, trying to figure some things out. Evan Neal, I think they last said he was a game-time decision, but he's not stepping back in there on a short week to go. You,
3: you got to put you gotta put some respect on A.T.'s name, though. I mean, have you seen the graded scale from last week? He was the number one left tackle he, in all of football. He's
1: a pro bowler. He's one of the best offensive linemen in the NFL. That's the best pick that Dave Gettleman ever made, but I think I saw somewhere that he's sick right now. He's a little under the weather. If you don't have him, if you don't have him, good Uh night. Daniel Jones is going to be turning into Vanilla Vic. He's going to be running.
3: I I, I will also, like a quick transition here. Has there been any World Cup talk tonight?
1: Nah. I mean, I did want to get into Argentina's loss. Uh, The United States was super. Like, I actually turned that game on. It was super, like, underwhelming the way that the United States lost that game. And that just turned me off to the whole World Cup. I'm like, nah, we don't really – we're not serious about soccer. We don't really have a dog in the fight.
3: And listen, shout-out to Ben Simmons for uh, missing both of his free throws today and getting everyone free – was it Nuggets or something? Yeah,
1: they get uh – um, chicken for bricking. If you brick uh, your free throws in Philly, everybody gets free Chick Fil A nuggets or something like that down there. In Wells Fargo.
3: Well, Keith, I'll wrap this up by saying again. Like, I, I don't want to preempt this enough. Like, you know, I'm so happy for you. You know what I mean? Like, honestly, you, you, uh, like even looking at the, you know, from April seeing you at the stadium until August, like, you know what I mean? Like, you Same can't as walk around stadium anymore.
1: I mean, I mean, well, that's a little different. Um, I'm taking selfies. and um, I You're, got, you're you famous know. now. You're famous. Yeah, but you still know where to find me <laughs> from, no, no, from April all the way to October. I'm still at the stadium. I'm pulling up to 203 when I can, but pulling up to 203, it's like,
3: Keith, Keith, Keith.
1: I'm like, I'm just with the, the gang. The,
3: never doubt that. You are a bleacher creatures of the core, and you know if, if you ever come to another Giant game, you know where to find me, you know what I mean? The tailgate will be popping off. Of course. And uh, shout-out to Tina, shout-out to all the Bleacher Creatures, and good luck to you, Keith, and go Giants.
1: Go Giants. Thanks for the call. Joe, Jay Schmies, Bleacher Creature. Uh, Ithaca Bomber was out there at Yankee Stadium for the Cortica Jug. And, of course, uh, Giants season ticket holder, Holds down the tailgate in B, uh, I think B, like right by, I'm not sure the number, but right by the steps in B. When you're in the parking lot and there's those steps from, like, the crossover, like you can walk up those steps to cross over, he's tucked right behind there, chefing, like full-on grill, got the whole nine, and uh, we had a good time, man. And I, I would like to say that I-, I think the Giants have a shot. I just don't. I just think now the air is out of the balloon. I just think it's going to be a slow, like, nosedive here. And this is the NFL. And this is an NFL season. And I think it's going to be good for the coaching staff and these players to go through this and understand, hey, we were riding high. You know, we started off 7-2. and two, But this NFL season is a monster. And it is a marathon, not a sprint. And it's a war of attrition. And, uh, <laughs> We'll see what happens. Nobody knows. But if I had to make a prediction, I think it's going to get awfully rough for the New York football giants the rest of the way. I'm glad that they did get out in front and get some wins. But looking at the schedule and looking at the teams that they're going to face and how those teams have played, yeah, the Eagles haven't looked so hot as of late. But it's about talent in the NFL. It's about the roster and health. And they have their guys. And the Eagles are still going for it, right? They'll go out and and sign Dominican Sue. They made a trade for Robert Quinn. They're going for it. The, the commanders are you know, supposed to get Chase Young back. Taylor Heineke's their guy, right? Taylor Heineke, you know, talking about Zach Wilson. Ron Rivera threw Carson Wentz right under the bus. Carson Wentz was a number two overall pick, I believe, as well. Another guy that they hyped up. He, he had an all right career. But Ron Rivera, when asked, what, what's going on? He threw his quarterback under the bus. He said, it's the quarterback. And then he puts Taylor Heineke in, and they ask him, well, the, the decision to stick with Taylor Heineke, what's that about? He said one word, winning. <laughs> Why are we sticking with Taylor Heineke and not going back to Carson Wentz? Because Taylor's winning games. Zach Wilson has won some games, but he's also lost a couple of games that are tough. And then when you lose a game and then you get in front of the cameras and act like you're not the reason that, the team lost the game, or even, you know, everybody plays a part. It's not one guy that's the reason, but you got to take some accountability. You see all these quarterbacks from Daniel Jones to Dak Prescott to Justin Fields. You see all these guys, they they learn it. I learned it. It's something someone told me in high school. When we win, you're going to get too much of the support and too much of the accolades. When we lose, you're going to get too much of the criticism and too much of the blame. Don't listen to either one. You gotta be right down the middle. Gotta have a short memory, but you also gotta be accountable. It is what it is. Let's take one more Giants call before we break. Ah no, we gotta we gotta go to the break now because it's a longer break. When we come back, we'll be inside the one o'clock hour. We'll take your Giants calls on the fan right after this.